Genesis chapter 4, and we're going to look at a particular phrase that uh, is given in this account. This is the account of Cain and Abel, first two brothers uh, on the face of the earth, and uh, sons of Adam and Eve, they both gave, gave uh, uh, offerings unto the Lord, and there's something specific that is said about the individual and then also about the offering that I want us to take a look at tonight. Let's all stand together, if you would. Genesis chapter 4, you should be there by now. That's a pretty easy one to find. Genesis chapter 4, and verses 1 through 5. It says, And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we ask your blessings upon us tonight as we allow the Word of God to seep in and enter our heart and allow the Holy Spirit of God to, to have his perfect will and perfect way. And I'm so thankful tonight for your book. I'm so thankful tonight for your spirit that leads us and guides us into all truth. Uh, Father, I pray that you would do so this evening. Help us to understand a, uh, a principle in the Scripture that will be a, hopefully be a help and a blessing. Uh, God, I just pray that as you speak to our hearts tonight, we'll be submissive, we'll be responsive, we'll say yes to you. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The, the phrase I want you to look at is it's, it's, uh, uh, in two verses. In verse 4 says, And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of the flock and the fat thereof, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and, his, uh, and to his offering. So he not only had respect for the offering, but he also had respect for the individual. And then you go to, to verse 5, and it says, But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect, and Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And if you know the story... Cain offered uh, to the Lord the fruit of the ground, the work of his hands. He gave him a vegetable offering uh, from things that he worked on in his garden. God said no to that. And the reason why we know this now, <clears throat> the reason why he said no is because he required a blood sacrifice. It's not of works of righteousness which we have done with our hands, but according to his mercy that he saved us. He said yes to Abel, and again, you look down in verse 5, but unto Abel and his offering he had, uh, excuse me, uh, he had respect unto Abel in verse 5, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. Uh, he respected Abel and his offering. He did not respect Cain and his offering. The reason why he respected Abel's offering was because it was, it was a live offering. It was, it was uh, uh, an offering of, well, I say live offering, it was live and he killed it, and uh, he, blood, blood was shed, and without the shedding of blood, uh, there is no remission of sin. 
But what I want to look at is that word tonight, respect. Respect. The word respect means to show regard for. And if, if you know your Bible very well, if you've been through it at all, you know that there's a lot of verses that talk about the fact that God is no respecter of persons. In fact, let me give you some of the verses that, that says exactly that. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 17. For the Lord your God, and then it says at the end of the verse, regardeth not persons. Second uh, Chronicles 19, 7. For there is no iniquity with the Lord our God, nor respect of persons. Uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 34. <clears throat> God is no respecter of persons. Uh, Romans 2, 11, For there is no respect of persons with God. Galatians 2, 6. God accepteth no man's person. Ephesians 6, 9. Neither is there respect of persons with him. Colossians 3.25, there is no respect of persons. First, first Peter chapter 1 and verse 17, and if ye call upon the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work. So it kind of looks like there's a contradiction there. On one hand, God says that he had respect unto, uh, unto Abel, a person, an individual, and to his offering, and then other verses in the scripture say he does not respect the person of man. Um, this is, a, this is a, 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 a conundrum a little bit like what we find in Proverbs chapter 26 and in verses 4 and 5. In the fourth verse it says, answer not a fool according to his folly. And then in verse 5 it says, answer a fool according to his folly. And there's, there's folks that have, have looked at those two verses. I mean, they're right next to each other, so there must be a reason for it. But, of course, the critics immediately look at it and say, oh, it's got to be a contra contradiction. No, it's not that at all. <clears throat> what it is is an explanation. He's saying this is time. This is, there's one time you do answer a fool. There's times you don't answer a fool, and you have to have the discernment for each. Well, this is similar to that. In the, in the respect that uh, the, the respect is never shown because of, of the person's uh, economic status, talent, ability. In other words, no one's better than anyone else. Uh, as far as, as an individual goes, uh, God is not a respecter of person. He, he doesn't respect because of positions or accomplishments. Uh, he, but he does, according to the scripture, and we're going we're to take a look at some of those tonight, just four quick ones. There, there are times when God does show respect. Now, when it comes to, when it comes to uh, the love of God, the love of God is, is an unconditional love in this respect. Uh, the Bible says, God so loved the world. Well, what did the world ever do? to merit the love of God. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. And aren't you glad God loved the world? Because the reason why you're saved tonight, if you're saved, is because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But when it comes to God respecting an individual, again, not for his person, but for other reasons, 
There are, there are some things that God says that if we do these things, God will respect us. Now, you know, this, uh, this idea of respect and this idea of honor is something that's missing in, in our generation, in our culture, uh, from the standpoint of there is, there is just very, very little respect for anybody in authority, especially uh, there's a loss of respect for God. I hate terms like the man upstairs. I hate terms like, uh, you know, the, the, the old bearded God. Uh, that, that stuff just makes me want to cringe. Uh, you know, I've, I, I've heard people say, well, the God of the Old Testament was mean and crotchety, and the God of the New Testament is kind and nice. Man, you don't have a clue what the Bible's all about when you're talking like that. You just don't have a clue. And uh, when, when it comes to, to respect, not only are we to respect God, but the Bible says that there are times when God shows regard, and that's really what the, the way that the word respect is used in this, in this case. He shows regard for us. Well, you know what? I want God to regard me, don't you? I want God to look favorably upon me. And I, I found four different places where it talks about God specifically respecting individuals. Uh, the first one is the one we just read. Uh, and, and this is, of course, with Cain and Abel. And the respect for Cain and the respect for his offering came because Abel did things God's way. And the truth of the matter is, is that Cain got a second shot. You know, he, uh, he told them that uh, in verse, look down in verse uh, 6, and the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wrath? Why has thy countenance fallen? In other words, what are you all bent out of shape about? Verse 7, if thou doest well, sh uh, shalt thou not be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. He's saying, listen, he said, uh, what are you all upset about? He says, you, if you do well, you'll be accepted. In other words, God will show respect unto what you do. He'll show regard. He'll show favor unto what you do. Uh, but you have to do it God's way. Here's, a, here's an example, real early in Scripture, where not only do we have to do the right thing, but we need to do the right thing the right way. I, I, I have heard over the years so many folks make comments like, well, God just wants you to do right. He doesn't necessarily care about the way that you do it. That is incorrect. And if, if, uh, if you've read your Bible at all, you know that that's not necessarily the case at all. He's not only concerned on what we do, but how we do it. They both sacrificed, both of them. I mean, Cain sacrificed out of his garden and gave to God. Uh, Abel sacrificed out of his flock and gave to God. They both sacrificed, but one did it the right way. He shed blood. One did it the wrong way. He did it by, by the work of his hands. And God re respected Abel because Abel believed God. He believed what God had said concerning the sacrifice. According to, to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4, it, it was a faith issue. And if you believe God, you'll do what God says. And if you don't believe God, uh, you won't do what God says. You know, you'll, you'll think, well, I, I know, and I've, again, I've heard this 
heard this so often. Well, I know what the Bible says. I know what the Bible says about that. But you, you just don't understand my circumstance. I probably don't. But God does, and God knows what he requires of us. And he requires of us to do his work and to do his work his way. The uh, Bible says that Cain was wroth and his countenance fell. Uh, when when uh, you fail to get God's regard, you fail to get God's respect, uh, you are putting yourself into a, into a situation where you'll have, you'll have the wrong attitude, and that's exactly, what, that's exactly what Cain had. He had the wrong attitude toward God. He did not have faith toward God. And the big difference between the two was that Abel believed God, Cain did not believe God. And, and uh, Cain tried to come to God uh, a different way. Uh, you know, there, and again, we've seen that there's two approaches to God. One is with a, a blood sacrifice. One is with works. You see that today. I mean, nothing's changed, folks. There's nothing new under the sun. There's basically two plans of salvation that are being preached out there. One is faith and trust in God and in the sacrifice that he gave. And the other one is, 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 a, is, is, a, is a, uh, a, a position of works. And anytime you put works in there when it comes to salvation, it's wrong. You say, yeah, but a person's got the right heart. I, I've, I've heard, uh, I've heard you know, some famous preachers try to wiggle out of this idea of, well, what about someone who uh, never heard? And what about someone in the jungles of wherever? Uh, bottom line is this, okay? If, if, if you don't trust in the blood sacrifice, you can't go to heaven, period. Why, and why is that? Because that is God's way. I believe this. I believe when, when it comes to a person who hasn't heard, uh, I believe if they have the right heart, and I've heard story after story after story, missionary stories of this very thing happening. If they've got the right heart, God will make sure they get the message. I'm so glad you serve a, an omniscient God. He knows everything. He knows the hearts. Uh, and, 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 I, and I believe that. I believe that with all my heart. But it's not just enough to do the right thing. We need to do the right thing the right way. And, and that is always God's way. If, if in any way, shape, manner, or form, my way is different from God's way, God is always right and I'm always wrong. Uh, God never, ever, ever blesses disobedience, but he respects those that do things and do things his way. Second one I want to look at tonight, Exodus 23. Genesis, Exodus, next book. See, I'm keeping it simple for you tonight. Isn't that good? Exodus, Exodus chapter, I'm sorry, Exodus chapter 2. I said 23, didn't I? It's verse 23. Exodus chapter 2, and this is the, this is the account of uh, Israel being in captivity. Uh, the book of Exodus begins with, with uh, 400 years of captivity in Egypt <clears throat> and uh, there's, a, there's an interesting couple of verses down in, in chapter 2, verses 23 through 25. Verse 23 says, And it came to pass in process of time that the king of Egypt died. 
and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage, and they cried. And their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. Now it says that, that they had severe bondage because of, of their bondage. They, um, they uh, uh, were in pain, they were in fear, and they groaned as, as a result of that. God heard their cry. Now, there's, there's two things that are mentioned. We're going to look at the second one here in just a minute. But it, it says that uh, not only uh, did he have respect uh, to them because of their cry, but because of the covenant. But the thing that got God's attention was the fact that they cried out to him. And there's, some, there's something special about just crying out to God. When we cry out to God, he regards those cries and he listens to those cries and he pays attention to those cries. He shows respect unto him. His respect was shown unto Israel because they cried out to God in a time of trouble. Go with me to, to Psalm 18. Psalm 18. You know, I've been, I've been ringing the gong here lately of the fact that our God is a personal God. And I'm so thankful that he is. You know, he, in this respect, uh, he knows that all of us are different. Now he knows that all of us are dust. Uh, but he also knows that all of us are different. And because of our differences, he, he, he regards us according to what we have, what we're going through. Um, you know, the Bible says he'll, he'll not give, give us uh, any temptation that that uh, without giving us a way of escape that we may be able to bear it. Uh, our God is extremely personal. And, and it seems like the older I get in the Lord, the, the more I see that, that personal touch. One of the things that he, he regards over and over and over again in Scripture is when someone cries out to him. You know, we used that illustration a minute ago about, about a person who's never heard before they're in a far land. Anymore, they don't have to be in a far land. It could be in a big city in the United States of America. They have no clue who Jesus Christ is. But if they cry out to God, there's just something special about crying out to God when you're in trouble that gets God's respect and gets, God, gets God's attention. In Psalm, um, uh, where did I tell you to go? Psalm, did I? Is that what I told you? Psalm 18? Yeah, I did. Psalm 18, verse 6. I got lost in my own notes. Uh, Psalm 18 and verse 6 says, In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. Now, you know, that's great and that's good, but quite frankly, if God doesn't listen to you, if God doesn't hear you, what good does it do? It doesn't do any good at all. But here's, here's the rest of the verse. He says, he heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him even into his ears. You realize God's got millions and millions of people that he has to pay attention to, and yet he pays attention to us. 
He pays respect unto us when we cry out to him. He regards that cry that gets his attention. Go with me over to uh, Psalm 22. Psalm 22, look down at verse 24. It says, For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, neither hath he hid his face from him, but when he cried, he heard him. And, and what that just simply says is that when you cry out to God, God will hear your cry. The fact that you are afflicted, the fact that you, you have a, a difficulty, you have a problem, you have a struggle. The Bible says over in Hebrews 4 that he's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like to me when we hurt, God sees it, God pays attention, uh, it's touching his heart. But what we have to do is we have to cry out to him. Now, that'll, that'll take us uh, into another point here in just a minute. But uh, it is so important for us on a personal, individual basis to just be honest before God. If you've got questions, ask God those questions. If you've got struggles, tell God about your struggles. You know, some of the, some of the sweetest times I've had with God, I remember several of them. Uh, over the years, when I just got frustrated, um, you know, there, there's 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 something special about being in a position. And if you've been saved for very long, you've experienced this, where you're in a position in life, and it could be anything, but you're in a position in life where it's out of your hands. I mean, it's just out of your hands. Uh, you, you can try to do whatever you do, but there's really nothing you can do. It's in God's hands. And, and there have been times like that in my life when, I, when I've just looked at God. And I, and I, in fact, every time that this happens, it's been in, in private. It's been personal. Uh, it's been just me and God alone. I cry out to God and say, God, if you don't do something, Lord, if you don't do something, this whole thing is just going to be a mess. You know, every single time I cried out to God, I got an answer. Now, I may not have gotten an answer right away. And in fact, I didn't get an answer right away for many of those. But eventually, God answered those prayers. And, and uh, I look back at that. You know what I was doing when I was crying out to God? Whether I realized it or not at the time. Sometimes we cry out to God and we think it's just kind of going up to the ceiling and bouncing back down. That's not the case, though. The scripture says when you cry unto God, he hears your cry. That just simply means he respects it. He pays attention to it. You get God's attention when you cry out to him. Now, again, we're going to take a look at that, at that covenant here in just a minute. But the reason why God bent an ear to the children of Israel was because they got so desperate that they just simply cried out to him. And when we cry out to God, God pays attention to our cries. Go to 2 Kings chapter 13. 2 Kings chapter 13. Yeah, what am I doing? 2 Kings 13. And look with me down in verse uh, 23. 2 Kings 13, verse 23. 
It says, And the Lord was gracious unto them, and had compassion on them, and had respect unto them, because of his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and would not destroy them, neither cast he them from his presence as yet. And that's talking about God and his relationship with Israel. Uh, the reason why he had respect unto them is because he made a covenant. He made a promise. It began in Genesis chapter 12 when he made that promise to Abraham. And that promise was carried out not only to Abraham, but to Isaac, his son, and then to Jacob, his son. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There, there were covenants that were made. There were promises that were made. And God respected the people because of prior promises. Uh, take your Bibles and turn to Psalm 74. Psalm 74. Psalm 74. Look with me down in verses 19 and 20. Psalm 74, 19 and 20. It says, O deliver not the soul of thy turtle dove unto the multitude of the wicked. Forget not the congregation of thy poor forever. Have respect unto the covenant. For the dark places of the earth are full of the habitations of cruelty. God has, has respect unto, covenant, uh, unto covenants. He has respect unto the promises. When, when you believe and claim God's promises, you're treated better. And the reason why is, is he has respect unto those, those promises. And because he has respect unto those promises, he'll res have respect unto you. If you, if you claim them, over in the book of Hebrews, <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 11 is what we often call the Faith Hall of Fame. And it's a, probably a classic chapter in your Bible about faith. But what it gives is it gives uh, testimony after testimony after testimony of people that just trusted God. And they, they, would cl they claimed the promises that God made unto them. And because he, he, they, they claimed those promises and they believed those promises, God showed respect unto, you know, you, you, in fact, I was reading, I was just reading, uh, it was either today or yesterday. And uh, in, the, in the book of Hebrews, at the end of the chapter, it says, uh, it talks about people of great faith. And in those people of great faith, at the end of the chapter, he talks about Jephthah, who made a dumb, stupid vow and ended up sacrificing his daughter because of it. Uh, he, he talks about, about uh, Samson, who ended up dying uh, with his eyes poked out because of his lust and uh, uh, pulling the, the pillars down upon himself. Uh, I, look, I look at that thing, and every time I read that, I kind of scratch my head and say, wow, <laughs> you know, why would he use an example like those two guys? Well, because God has respect unto those that have faith in the promises of God, and both of them did. Both of them did just exactly that, and he, he responded, he regarded that faith. If, uh, you know, when, when you claim God's promises, and there's, there's tons of them in the scripture, okay? When, God, when, you claim, when you claim God's promises, you get God's attention. 
Okay, without faith, it is impossible to please him. But if you have faith, what do you do every time? You please him. You know, even if you're, you know, even if you've you've got some some glaring character failures, like the two guys I just mentioned, uh, even if there's times when you just really stumble through the Christian life, listen, you want to bring pleasure to God, you want to get his attention, you want to get his respect, you want to get his regard, just claim some promises. And you claim some promises. And, and God will, will regard you. And then the last one I want us to look at is Psalm 138. Psalm 138. This is not going to be a long message tonight. Almost done. Psalm 138. Look down in verse 6. Psalm 138 and verse 6. It says, Though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly. But the proud he knoweth afar off. It says he has respect unto the lowly. God respects people who are humble before him. Take your Bibles and turn with me to uh, Luke chapter 18. This is, this is a clear-cut example that Jesus gave. Luke 18. Of one man God respected and the other man he did not have any respect for. Luke 18 Look with me in verse, uh, beginning in verse 9. It says, And he spake the parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood there and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican, I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for every one that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Um, God respected the prayer, and it was a short prayer, though. It wasn't long, it wasn't lofty. But he just said, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Every time we have a humble attitude before God, God we get God's attention. We get God's regard and respect. Go with me to uh, Luke chapter 23. Luke 23, and look down in verse, uh, verse 39. Luke 23, 39. Luke 23, 39 says, And one of the malefactors, this is on when Christ is on the cross, he has two thieves, one on one side and one on the other side. And one of the malefactors which were, uh, which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. In other words, if you really are who you claim you are, get us off of this cross. But the other, answering, rebuked him, saying, Dost, thou, dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we, we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me 
when thou comest into thy kingdom. Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Today thou shalt uh, thou be with me in paradise. According to those verses, when those two guys died, one died and went to hell. The other one died and went to heaven. Why? Because Jesus Christ respected one and did not respect the other. And the one he respected was the one that was lowly. The one he respected was the one that was humble. The one he respected was the one that said, listen, I know who I am. I know what I am. Don't talk to him like that. We're here justly, but this man hath done nothing wrong. And then he immediately recognized him and acknowledged him as Lord. Uh, the Bible says, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. I, I, I uh, found an illustration of uh, a man by the name of Samuel Morris. Samuel Morris was, uh, was a man who who uh, uh, founded and developed the Morris Code. And uh, it's, it says he was, he was a famous inventor who, who once asked if he ever encountered situations where he didn't know what to do. Moore responded more than once. And whenever I could not see my way clearly, I knelt down and prayed to God for, for light and for understanding. M Morris... Uh, uh, received many honors from his invention of the telegraph, but felt undeserving of that mention. Uh, I, I have made, a, he said this, I have made a valuable application of electricity, not because I was superior to other men, but solely because God, who meant it for mankind, must reveal it to someone, and he was pleased to reveal it to me. Uh, you know what that is? That's a humble spirit. That's a humble heart. And you know what God did? <laughs> Basically what he said when he said that, you know, was pleased to reveal it unto me. He said, God showed me some, showed me respect. He responded to me. He showed me regard. If you want to get re regard and respect from God, four things we need to do. We need to, we need to do things God's way. God never, ever, ever honors disobedience. We need to grab a hold of the promises of God. And any time you grab a hold of the promises of God, you get God's attention. We need to, to, uh, uh, we need to uh, cry out to God. And, and when we're in trouble and when we're in need, we need to spend some time alone with God. And any time you cry out to God, you're going to get the, the, the regard of, of the God of the universe. I mean, to me, that is, a, that is an amazing thing. But he will pay attention to us when we cry out to him. And then last of all, he respects the lowly. And of course, that really is the all-encompassing attitude. That, uh, and I, I ended on that point because of all of the things we spoke on tonight, you have to have a humble heart. You have a humble heart. And God will regard it. Let's go to Lord in prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you so much for loving us, caring for us, regarding us, respecting us. Lord, uh, that, that just to me, uh, anytime I read that in your word, that you respected someone, what an, what an honor that is. Uh, what a... 
what you know for me as a head scratcher why in the world would you respect a piece of dirt like us but you do but you do but we've got to do things your way and oftentimes we try to get your attention we try to get your regard uh, by doing things our way and uh, that's never the case father i pray that you would Work on our hearts tonight and help us to see how important it is for us to be humble before you, for us to do things your way and be obedient, for us to, to cry out to you and, and have a, a broken heart and realize that we serve a personal God. Speak to hearts tonight. Encourage hearts tonight. And uh, Lord, it's encouraging to me to, to know that I can get respect from my God who deserves all of my respect. And I really deserve none of yours. And yet, if we approach you in the right way and do the right things, your word tells us very plainly that you show respect, you show regard unto us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for caring for us. Thank you, Lord, so much for being our personal God. We pray that you would bless this invitation. And as you speak to hearts, may our hearts respond to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand together.